Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. I'm flying solo today. And we got a lot. I'm still waiting on a cut sheet, but I think the cuts are in the drive, correct, Mr. Producer? So we got a lot to go over today. First of all, if you guys did not know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait a minute on this, but if you did not know, at the... At the uh, assembly in Colorado on Saturday, I was nominated for governor. <laughs> so the nomination was put forward by um, Rich Wyatt. Rich Wyatt uh, used to have a, a show called Gunsmoke. Have you heard of Rich Wyatt before, Mr. Producer? I have. Yeah, so he um, was the one that had all the guns, guns a-blazing, um, and had a show about uh, some pretty cool stuff pyrotechnics and buying guns. It's kind of like, uh, I think it was like um, Pawn Stars, but for guns. It's pretty cool. Um, so he was the one that actually nominated me. And the second was seconded by um, Patrick Neville, who is a sitting state representative in the uh, House of, of uh, in the legislature for Colorado. And you should have seen the establishment's head explode. And I, I think that the, the, the reason why it's interesting is because it gave me an opportunity to get up and speak, and the establishment is now pissed off, and they're upset. So first of all, they say we need to unite. So, and obviously this is in Colorado, this is not across the entire country, but there's a person that runs a state, the state uh, GOP. Her name is Christy Burton Brown. And Christy Burton Brown was the president for a short time of FEC United. And she's a constitutional lawyer, um, has kids, homeschools her kids. And she came to me and said, I want to open a law and policy center. Now, the law and policy center was a, a brilliant idea because that's actually where we're going with right now. But she came to us. Now, she's a state GOP chair. And before she was elected to the state GOP chair, um, she had to step down. Now, that happened after the election. And so I met with her. And she's like, look, I think I have to step away from this. I want to run for GOP chair. They'll give me an opportunity to talk about election integrity. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. Yes, let's do that. So I endorsed her for the chair. Now, the first sign of Christy Burton Brown not being who she said she was, and by the way, um, her initials are KBB, and they, she has been affectionately renamed KGB um, since becoming the, the chair. And she's attacked any grassroots um, GOP chairs in counties across Colorado. And she's the one that stood out against Tina Peters and said that she needs to drop out of the, out of the race. Um, 
but anyway, she, she lied. She was asked a question. She goes, didn't you run FEC United? She goes, no, I was a consultant. Well, that's not true. And I have the boardroom meeting, board meeting minutes that prove that she took on the role of the president of FEC United. Um, so that was the first time. Like, she didn't come forward and say, yes, I was the, I was the president of FEC United. We want to build this law and policy center. She just lied. I was just a consultant. So, the, you know, the, the truth is something you can't run away from. And so I, I was kind of quiet on that for a bit. And then I started seeing some of the things that uh, KBB was doing. And it concerned me. She would attack Vicki Tonkins down in El Paso County. Now, I live in Colorado, so this is just a, a glimpse into side, inside of what is happening with the GOP. Now, I haven't seen this. Mr. Producer, I sent you that video on, on Signal, but I got an opportunity to, I'm going to come back to KBB. I got an opportunity to speak at the state assembly in front, in front of the 3,800 people who are delegates. And by the way, I got, to, I got to meet many of those delegates. I just want to say you guys are amazing. Um, but I got a chance to um, speak. And when I was speaking, I, you know, at the very end, uh, you're, you're going to watch the video. Mr. Producer, do you have it? Or do you need some time? Okay, you need a little time. All right, so at the end of it, you're going to get a surprise. But I was, I was nominated to be governor. And one of my fears by being nominated to be governor of Colorado is, number one, I, I think I could beat Governor Polis. But Newsline and Colorado Newsline and this, this far-left, radical, Antifa-driven um, propaganda machine that they built across the nation, well, it came out and said, you know, Joe Oltman, nominated for governor, within an hour, right, nominated for governor, who called for Governor Polis to be hung. So I want to be really clear. I never called for Governor Polis to be hung. I never called on him to be sent to the gallows. Never. It never happened. It's another just far left, radical leftist lie. Now I'm gonna I'll go I'm, I'm gonna clarify this. I never said that Governor Polis, I never said that Secretary of State Jenna Griswold should be hung. I never said any of that. It never happened. I said traitors to our nation should face the ultimate penalty. And it was in, in this show that I said very clearly that the penalty for treason to this country is death. So we were trying to make light of it a little bit because levity actually, there's two ways to, to react to things. There's some ways that you react to it. You're very passionate. You can get angry about certain things that they do. The other of which is humor. And so I, uh, I, I choose humor 99% of the time. And as we're walking through this, they now are writing all this stuff about me. I get a chance to stand up on stage and talk. And I didn't talk about what I'm going to do to help Colorado. I just talked about what we're facing, the fact that both on the Democrat side and the Republican side, the people have been left behind, that we've become slaves in our own nation. I also talked a little bit about transgenderism and the fact that uh, gender fluidity in the schools, which is being pushed all over the country. Matter of fact, pushed in New Jersey there's, a, there's a, a teacher out there that says, I have to teach them in first grade that they can choose their identity, they can choose their gender. It's wholly confusing. It says, I won't do it. She won't do it. I'm sorry, they're trying to look this, the, up this video that did not go through. I'll try to find it here in a second. Um, but the, the, the big issue is, is that when I stood up there and did that, I got a standing ovation. And people were like, oh, my gosh, I cannot put it. It shook the place because you have people like Heidi Gadal. You had uh, Danielle uh, Neuschwanger. You had uh, Greg Lopez that are running for governor. Right. And they put a lot into these campaigns. 
And as we sat down and walked through, I, I got to talk to all the candidates. And I didn't know what was going to happen before because I was told that I'd be nominated for governor. Well, the candidate gets 10 minutes to speak. If you're nominated from the floor, you only get five minutes. So I made it very brief. And, and now you should have it. It's uploading to you right now, Mr. Producer. It's going to take a little bit. Um, but I got a chance to walk through and talk to people after I gave that speech. And one of, the, one of the things that was very evident with everyone is that they were that there was an amazing amount of hope at that point. And so my fear was, as I stepped in the race, and you had Heidi Gadal, and you had Danielle Neuschwanger, and you had um, uh, Greg Lopez, is that I would take the vote. There, there was a fear. I mean, people were walking up to me that were a part of, that says, Joe, be prepared, because if you actually take this nomination, you could split the party vote. You could end up on the ballot. And there's a pretty big chance, based on how many delegates that FEC United has put in place, that you not only would take the, de take the um, delegates, that you would win it hands out, and none of the other three would get the, the required 30%. And I go, ooh. <laughs> so which means I'd be, I'd be on the ballot against Jared Polis, which means I got to debate him, which I would love to do. That would be an amazing thing to have happen. But I didn't put as much work into this deal, and I think that behind the scenes, I'm, I'm better equipped. Do you have that, Mr. Producer? Are we close? All right. And so I haven't seen what, my, what I said in that speech, but I was a little... So they were trying to cut my mic. They, were, they kept behind me saying, you only have one minute left. They were literally behind me chirping while I was trying to speak at the podium. And KBB was shaking her head. But one of the things that I said is that... And, and get ready for this. Ready? The Republican Party of Colorado is represented by the same law firm that represents Dominion Voting Systems. That's a true fact. True fact. Dominion Voting Systems is represented by the same law firm as the one that represents the Republican Party. Now, at the assembly, they gave out these clickers, electronic clickers, which we're going to get into right now. I think Ash is going to come in because she's the one that broke this story. And so they use these clickers, and there was a couple motions on the floor to uh, get rid of the clickers, and we had a donor. They had a donor. I didn't have a donor. They had a donor that actually printed out watermarked ballots that everyone got that were there at the time. And so, but KBB convinced the delegates that they'd be there for two days and be wholly inconvenient, and, you know, we'd never be able to get through it, and we don't, have the, we don't even have the, the watermarked ballots, but we did. The ballots were there, and she knew it, but she lied about that too. See a pattern there. So are we good, Mr. Producer? No, we're still not good. Okay. So this is a good time, by the way. I can just do one of our sponsors. A great sponsor for us is the Liberty Cigar Company, right? So Liberty Cigars, they have a um, six president series right there, beautifully in this nice wooden box. Uh, make sure you put it in your humidor if you get it. But it's an early Republic series featuring some of the best presidents that that uh, founded our nation. So um, the reason why this is important is because you can get it for, it's $89 normally, you can get 17.76% off if you go to libertycigars.com and use promo code LIBERTY. You get 17.76% off. I almost said 1,776% off. That would be really, they, they, would, they would pay you to take the cigars. That would be pretty tight. And, um, you know, I don't smoke cigars very often, but um, I did have one over the weekend. All right, you ready to go? All right, so I haven't seen this. I don't know how, how bad I did, but... Here, here is me on the stage getting chirped at in the background, talking a little bit about where we are as a country 
And, uh, you know, I didn't really prepare for it. Actually, I prepared for 10 minutes, and I didn't have 10 minutes. I had to chop stuff up. So here I am at the Colorado Assembly on stage in front of the delegates. The tech CEO. I want to tell you something about the Republican Party in Colorado. One, the legal firm that represents the Republican Party also represents Dominion Voting Systems. Did you know that? Okay. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this, Mr. Producer? <laughs> that was a pretty good, huh? That was a pretty good. That was awesome. One, one of these days, I'm going to have an acceptance speech. I'm going to stand up there, and I am going to run for governor. One of these days is probably going to happen. But this is not the time. The time now is for me to focus on election integrity, getting rid of electronic voting systems, to talk about transparency in government. 
but it was pretty good. Actually, that was pretty good, Mr. Producer. Would you would you say it's pretty good? It's pretty good. Honestly, that was awesome. And it was, the the good part was, I mean, I just loved it because you literally crushed it, and then you were like, no thanks, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and and so my point was this. And this morning on seven ten K K K whatever, uh, George Brockler was on there. And KBB, KGB, the, is affectionately known as KGB, was on there as well. And <laughs> so the, the interesting part is, is that they, they come out and they said, yeah, this podcaster. Even she said it was a podcaster. And George, I've known George. And by the way, for those of you that are pissed off at George Brockler for, for what he said this morning on 710, don't. He's, he's, he's working for a radio station, by the way, that got sued with Randy Corcoran for, by Eric Coomer for defamation. Which, by the way, is impossible because Eric Coomer was on that call. And not only that, but everything Eric's done since then proves who Eric Coomer is as a person. By the way, tonight we're going to be doing an expose on Eric Coomer. We're going to remind everyone of everything Eric Coomer. See, they come out and they weaponize the media, get the radical left to write all these articles, and they use them as these little pincushion to push, push into me. But let's actually look at it. Let's look at Eric Coomer. So we'll be doing that tonight. But... I stood up, and I, th I think one of the issues that everyone has across the board is that they, they don't feel satisfied with what the GOP does. The GOP and the DNC look at us as relative idiots. We're like they're slaves. We're, we're like the useful idiots that they can, that they can create this, this false front for so that they can just you know, decide what it is that's important to you. But it's really not. And so KBB... Um, was shaking her head in the background. But then something else happened at the assembly. So they use these clickers. Mr. Producer, do you have those, those pictures that, that Ash put up there? And is Ash on yet? Does she jump on yet? I think she's on. I can't tell, though. All right. Let, let's see. Oh, if I we, think she's on. Hold on. Let's see if we can bring her in so she can actually break this and you can put up a picture um, as well. Ash, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. We're, we're, okay, we're joined by Ash in America, Ash Epp who is one of the best journalists out there. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm tired. I finished writing this piece at like 5.30 in the morning. So um, I slept for a couple hours, and, uh, and now I'm doing my, doing my, my job, but, uh, my day job. But um, so I have to say, before we move on to the clickers, people are pissed. <laughs> Um, I was, I went to Hanks's after party and this happened before I left and went to the after party, but I went to Hanks's after party and was swarmed by people who can't believe Joe Altman said no to run. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Look, I've, I've got phone calls all weekend. Like Joe, yeah. you have to run. Yeah. And I was like, I can't run. I can't, I don't have time. Look, FEC United is sh sweeping the nation right now. Right. And, um, yeah. It's it's becoming this thing where it's it's an idea of the things that are most important in our community, and then I just decided that I was tired of people trying to 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 strangulate it. So we did change the structure of of FEC United so they could go across country faster, right? But with that, yeah. I I need to be in that, and I need to be in the election integrity stuff. And obviously, I'm getting attacked viciously by the radical leftists in the media. Um, so I can't, I couldn't, and do a good job for for that. But I would love to debate them. So maybe. I wonder how, how could that be? Could it, if I was high enough in the poll numbers and I ran as an independent, could I debate Polis? Is there a rule for that? I, I'm not the person to ask. Um, hmm. I, I mean, I think there are governor debates you got to run. 
but I don't want you to run because in my opinion, there are so few people who are willing to speak the truth, unafraid, willing to, you know, say what needs to be said. Um, I feel like I'm one of those people. I you know are. you're one of those people. Mike Lindell is one of those people, but there's not a lot of us, right? And as soon as you decide to run for office, that all changes, right? It becomes about politics. I'll tell you, you know, with, um, with doing election integrity activism for the past year, there was a very noticeable change in November, right after the municipal elections. As soon as the, the municipal elections in November of 2021 were over, it was boom, it was an election year. Everything shifted. People were focused on politics. They were focused on candidates and civics became secondary. And, you know, there's a, there's a small group of us that are tirelessly fighting to make sure that we have free and fair elections and, and, you know, trying not to get distracted by all of the candidate stuff. And so I agree. I think you're way better on the outside, but um, I think if you had accepted the nomination, I think you would have swept that vote because yeah. there's just, I mean, people, the, the, the thunderous applause to your speech, the just volume of people both online and in person that were, you know, ex- uh, expressing, um, sadness that you uh that you declined I, I i think it would have been it would have been pretty awesome but i'm glad you said no i i had angry emails ash angry emails i'm talking emails saying you know i would have given you a million dollars and i was like okay i'm not running for governor i'll still take the million dollars i got a legal fund so i could really need some help on that i just got fined we'll talk about that tonight too um but yeah and i think you know i think part of the problem is that there you know this there's, there's there is, there's not a real solid front runner in the governor race, right? I mean, you've got kind of factions within the GOP. Danielle, Danielle Neuschwanger was probably the, the closest to the true grassroots, kind of where the energy is with the grassroots. But I think Greg Lopez had a stronger message on election integrity than she did. They were both pretty strong. I think Heidi gave it a nod. Um, but uh, I think Greg Lopez saying that he would pardon Tina Peters is what that really him pulled over. him out. Yeah, yeah, that 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 put him over. But you know, these the, the candidates have been in the race for a good long while. Nobody's really emerged as the front runner, and I think a lot of people, and I've heard this before the assembly, were looking for like you know, I wish there was someone else. And that's not to disparage any of the candidates, right? Everybody has their strengths, and I think their their um, you know areas for improvement, but the the kind of popular sentiment is that there there wasn't really a strong one. I think Greg has emerged now as that leader, and I think election integrity, I mean, the, the, as you'll read in the piece, you know, election integrity was the clear winner of, of the day yesterday. You know, Tina Peters took 61% of the vote. That was an election integrity vote. It was probably higher. Um, you know, once we get into talk about the clickers, we can, we can opine on that. I, I'm not saying that there was fraud. I don't know. Nobody knows because of what we know about these clickers now. So, you know, that's, that's the problem with electronic voting devices is that you're always doing a pinky promise of trust. Um, but, yeah, we can, we can talk about the clickers if you want me to, to share what I found out in the, yeah, the so, hours of the morning. So they use these clickers, and um, Mr. Producer, if you don't have a copy of the clicker, I'll go ahead and grab one for you here in a second. But they, they use these clickers, and why don't you describe the clickers, if you can, to the audience? Are you talking to me? Yeah. No, oh, I was okay. talking, talking to Peter Payne. For a second. 
Come on. Um, yeah. So these uh, these these clickers are called. So so there's a there's pictures of them um, that we'll put up. They have Reply Plus, and on the back there was a web a, a web address. Um, so I so I go to this web address. So basically, these clickers, uh, it's like a little. It looks like a little remote control. Uh, on the screen, they would put the list of candidates, and each candidate would be, you know one, two, three, four, five. You'd push the number um, that you wanted that you wanted to vote for, and you could do it as many times as you wanted to. But the last one that you put in, um, dur- you know, during the voting period, but when the voting ended, the last one that was entered is the one that stuck. So there was some confusion about that at the beginning because when KBB announced it. She said, when, well, when she opened voting for the governor, which was the first, uh, the first vote to take place, she said to vote for your candidate or candidates. And that caused some confusion among the crowd. And one of the, um, one of the delegates from El Paso County went up to try and make a point of clarification and say, you know, what do you mean candidate or candidates? Can you vote? Is this a ranked choice thing? Can you vote for multiple people? Um, and... And she wasn't allowed, she wasn't given a microphone. I don't know if you talked about the microphones yet, but the, every time somebody wanted to speak, they had to, like, create a microphone. I mean, it was every time somebody from the floor, there's 3,772 delegates there, and every time anybody wanted to speak, they had to go get a microphone because KBB was so afraid of the she, people She didn't want anybody to, to speak. I mean, it was like being at a DNC event. I mean, right, Exactly. Uh, it, it was the same thing. Um, they, they silenced the people, and the place erupted because they wouldn't. They they literally. She literally sat on a stage that's four feet above everyone else. Let me just paint this for you. And people had to stand there and yell at her what their what their motion was, and then she would paraphrase right. their motion until people were like, "Wait, we're the delegates. We have to vote on this. Why wouldn't you let me just us listen to the the motion?" And it wasn't until the whole place erupted into microphone, microphone, and she did yeah. it every time. Every single time someone went to speak, she would make us go through that microphone deal because she wanted to silence the people in the crowd. She acts as if we're her subjects. Yes. And that we're some sort of cult yeah, that I she mean, gets to same, lead. That's the same thing we get from Denver, right? Yeah. It's the same thing we get from Polis, from Jenna, from this, the, the, the unit party establishment very much thinks we are their subjects. Yeah. So anyway, um, she, she tried to make this point of clarification about is that candidate or candidates and um, KBB pulled her over to the side of the stage, the delegate, and basically told her from what she told me that no, nobody's confused. You know, you're, you're creating a problem that doesn't exist. Nobody's confused. So there was confusion about that. Um, and then the other piece that, that caused quite a bit of confusion is that it, ha- it said on the screen the instructions. There was a whole training, and there, the, the image is in my... Uh, in my article of the the training screen that they put up, that it says you'll know that your vote is counted when it says counted across right. the screen. Right. And for a lot of a lot of people reported that their votes weren't reading counted, and so they didn't know if their votes were being counted or not. They had no recourse. There was no help desk. There was no support function. It was like you're using these devices. They're gonna work, <laughs> right? And if they don't sorry, you're just a conspiracy theorist. That's kind of what the, what the approach was to it. And so um, lots of reports of issues with the actual clicker devices. I personally with, witnessed people with guest badges that were voting on clickers. Um, I witnessed people walking around with handfuls 
of clickers. There were clickers left around. Um, there was absolutely, absolutely no chain of custody on these devices. And so as I was writing this piece, um, you know, I, like I said, I finished early, early this morning. Um, I, I was digging in and I noticed on one of the pictures that I had of the clicker, on the back of it, there's a web address. And I'm just going to gonna tell you guys what that is exactly. Replysystems.com. www.replysystems.com. Right. So I go there and I start looking at the devices listed. And I get to this page that shows the device that was used on Saturday, right? Exact device. Um, and it says out with the old. <laughs> and they have another menu option that says in with the new. And these vote, these devices are part of the Eddie Vote 100 system, which the vendor decided to retire because it says they were it's the growth in the use of smartphone voting. So let's repeat that. The growth in the use of smartphone voting, it has become increasingly difficult to continue supporting Eddie Vote 100 in its current form. InfoWise GmbH therefore reluctantly decided to retire Eddie Vote 100 with discontinuation taking effect from July of 2021. All right, so guys, if you can put up that website that we just had, this is where it ultimately takes you. It takes you to a site called eddievote100.com. And you have the old, out with the old, and one of the things that you do, Mr. Producer, you have that screenshot of the clicker, the back end, the front of the clicker, if you go up just a little bit, Mr. Producer, or excuse me, down just a little bit, sorry. Um, if you, it's a far right, that was the, the clicker that was used, out with the old, right? Now that clicker could at some point be tied back to, to saying, okay, is this, does this have the new, the new system on it, right? And by the way, this was this was uh, from July of 2021, and the new one is supposed to be well, tied hang back on to a cell phones. It's, I don't think it's a system. I don't think it's like a software system thing because if you look at the out with the old, you see all these devices. Yeah. These these devices are I'll all retire. being retired due to the rise in smartphone voting, text to vote, global mobile, Matt Green. It's all coming, and the devices that we use, you know, they're they're going away. So we can protest about them, but they'll be like, oh, it's no big deal. They're already discontinued. Okay, so take this down and put up the screenshot that I sent to you, Mr. Producer, if you would. Now, guys, we're spending a little bit of time on this. So this right here, by the way, has a sticker. So you see the FCC ID, the IC, which is the ID of that particular um, piece, and it has a barcode on it. And you see the sticker. That sticker, just so we're clear, is covering up the model number on the, the deal. So we've been being sent all sorts of stuff. I don't know how the Colorado GOP is going to run away from it. Mr. Producer, put up the second picture. This is a second device where, again, the, there's a sticker that is put over the model number. I mean, think about that. And we have another video. Let me see if I can find this, Mr. Producer, a video. And that video shows the system malfunctioning. Now, there was a motion put on the floor. Go ahead and take it down if you would. There was a motion put on the floor. And by the way, this is, this is how the GOP and the DNC steal elections. They stole it from Bernie Sanders. Now they're sharing ideas like how do we split the power in the, in the road if, if we allow grassroots people that actually care about their communities to become candidates. 
How if they if they're elected, they're going to stop us. They're going to move our cheese. They'll be able to. They'll they'll expose all the fraud that's happening in our country. So we're going to share this ability to use these electronic systems, which are completely not secure. Which, by the way, there was well, right. Two, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. So I was at the. Um, I think you might have been there too at the uh, executive committee, the the Colorado Republican Party Central Committee last year, where they voted KBB in as chair, and yeah. they used a text to vote system during that, and it was a disaster. Right. And so this year, you know, you'd think that there would be improvements made to voting. And, um, you know, it was a much larger population than just the central committee at the convention. And it was worse. It like the 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 trending and the just lack of intellectual honesty to look at these challenges that we're seeing with electronic voting systems across the board whether we're talking about Dominion machines, whether we're talking about text-to-vote systems like Global Mobile, whether we're talking about these handheld clicker devices, it's all corruptible and it's impossible to secure and verify. That's, that's the, the, the bottom line that and the establishment will not address. You cannot secure and validate this. You have to have a pinky promise of trust with both your government with the candidates, with the parties, and with the vendors. And that's way too much trust for people who have proven that they are wholly unworthy of our trust. All right, so, so, so just so you know, this isn't a conspiracy theory, people. This is just what's happening in Colorado. It's probably happening in your state. And they want you to be quiet about it. They, they don't want you to, to have a voice at all. I mean, they, they literally want you to just sit down and shut up while the... Law firm for Dominion that represents the, the Colorado Republican Party, who, by the way, is using an electronic device that has been retired. We have video now, massive videos. People walked around, and they took pictures of people's badges and them holding a clicker, voting, and the person on the badge was not the person that had the clicker that was voting. We have pictures of that. Yeah, I... I I personally saw someone, I didn't get a picture of it because my phone was across the way charging, but um, I personally saw someone, they were like having a conversation and then handed, handed the, the one person was leaving, the other yeah. person was staying. The person leaving handed the clicker to them, they hugged goodbye and left, and the other person went inside with two clickers. I mean, you know, you can make an argument for proxy voting, but is that a secure system? Like, what is happening? And then if you saw the way that they returned the clickers, it was, you know, cardboard boxes that had Sharpie written on it that said clickers. <laughs> so they didn't collect them. They, they didn't, I mean, they it didn't was, keep it's, track it's of them. It's a joke that this is... And we can say that this is party stuff, right? This is a party process. No big deal. No, this is how candidates get on the ballot. Danielle yeah. Neuschwanger is not a Republican on the ballot for governor as of right now because of the process that was used with these clickers. And it, the process was a joke. It was a disaster. And everybody should be horrified that this is, you know, by the time you get to November, for, for, for normies out there listening, by the time you get to November, when you're voting on who's there, this is the process that gets those names there. And it's a joke. And it's controlled by a small group of people who are making decisions for the masses and taking away the microphone so the masses can't voice their dissent. So, so, so just so everybody knows, this is Ash Epp with Ash in America on the phone with us right now, who was at the Colorado General Assembly. 
Um, yeah, it it is it is unconscionable what we're dealing with in the Republican Party, but it's nothing. And 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 by the way, KBB went on seven ten K U N K N U S this morning, and I'm going to tell you, she called the Ron Hanks camp. It's called the Ron Hanks uh, camp. Uh, I do believe uh, conspiracy theorists, um, the uh, election deniers. And said, and, and there's articles out there. We'll, we'll kind of go through those articles here in a minute, of saying that that the conspiracy theorists won the Colorado GOP, right? Nominations across the board. We swept it, by the way. FEC candidates, FEC United candidates, and I want to say candidates because they they have attended, they have signed the um, many of them have signed the the pledge to go back to the community and ask the community what they need to ignore the lobbyists and special interest groups and to be grassroots candidates where they're literally doing the work of the people, not just Republicans, by the way, but all people um, in the area that they represent. And so she got on there and Ash, do you know what she called everyone that voted for Ron Hanks and Tina Peters? Do you know what she called them? I don't. She called them Judas's. Are you serious? I kid you not. By the way, if you're in Colorado and you're listening to this, you need to share it. You need to go back. You can actually see it on 710 KUNUS on George Brockler's show. You can hear her say that we are Judases. Wow. So I, um, I'm, so she had time to prepare for, for that show. I sent her last night a request for comment that she did not respond to and still at this point hasn't responded to. Um, do you want me to tell you what I asked her? Yeah. So I asked KBB, is it true that some of the clickers were driven up from Florida and arrived around 4 a.m. Saturday morning while others were shipped and others were traveled by a check luggage? If not, where did the clickers come from and how did they travel? So Karen Kennedy is a delegate from Jefferson County and she ran into this lady in the bathroom and uh, the lady who drove the clickers up from Florida, but not all the clickers, because some of them flew. Um, so really interesting. They got there 4 a.m. Saturday morning before the vote. So the next question, was there an attempt at chain of custody made while the clickers were in transit? And it's, if so, what did that, that look like? Did the Colorado GOP do any testing or verification or validation of the clicker devices prior to the vote? When did that occur? was consistent guidance provided to all counties for the distribution of devices. There are um, very different experiences of delegates based on what county they, they were in, right? So the the kind of consistent standard of how clickers were handed out, whether there were shortages, um, whether you cut one at all, that was that that varied based on your county, which which doesn't doesn't feel right. Um, what was the plan for the vote if clickers didn't work? What recourse did the GOP have for delegates who encountered issues with their clicker devices? Was there a help desk or a support function? Who made the decision to go with the clicker devices that you all chose? Specifically, what drove the vendor decision? Why the last-minute delivery? Did another contract fall through? And have you re reviewed the concerns of the new Schwanger campaign? And do you have any comment on the allegations of clickers not recording votes during the gubernatorial vote? The reason I wanted to share this is because it's quite generous of me to put my questions in writing. Um, a lot of journalists, most journalists don't do that, you know, prefer to have a conversation. 
Um, but I gave her very specific questions and gave them the opportunity because we know, right, everything that she said was either whispered in her ear by the parliamentarian or Chris Murray, or it was on the teleprompter. Right. So we know that, you know, she, she has her answers prepared, which is why I, I mentioned that she had time to prepare for a radio show this morning. Um, although not very well because she called, uh, you know, at least 61% of the vote. I mean, this is crazy. Uh, And and by the way, I believe that it was a setup against Tina Peters, and this is just to get her off the ballot for Secretary of State as a Republican because she is popular with Democrats and Republicans across the board. And so having this third person, because nobody's going to vote for Pam Anderson. She's trash, right? She's actually a person that worked for Zuckerberg's CTCL uh, firm that stole the election or helped steal the election. She's still employed. Still employed at the CTCL. She's just on temporary leave. Yeah. So, so she nobody's going to leave. It's listed on their website. I looked it up last night. So, so she's still there. She's, th- you know, I'm sure they're not talking at all, though, right? No, no, not at all, not at all, not not even not even a little bit. And th- this just gets back to everything that we're dealing with. Ash, we got a bunch of other stuff we got to get into about the FBI and what's happening up in in uh, Michigan. So I'll give you the last word, and then I'm gonna I'm just gonna I gotta I gotta get this story out because this sure. is super important. And we'll come back and do another show on this and. Um, are you on tonight? Are you on tonight with us at the Coomer deal? No, I'm on tomorrow, and we're going to be talking with Candace Taylor, the uh, very popular governor candidate of Georgia, awesome. tomorrow. Um, so last word. Um, so the questions that I asked Chairwoman Brown are important. There's a lot of people that have questions about what happened with the clickers. Yesterday, there's an entire campaign that has questions. She'll call us conspiracy theorists. She'll call us Judases. But she needs to answer the questions. And I didn't ask her in my written um, request for comment about the devices being discontinued and unsupported because I hadn't discovered that at that point. That was never disclosed as a part of the training of them telling us that this was going to be a super secure and awesome boat. Right. right? And so um, we're going to stay on this story. Uh, I'm already getting additional from people that have read the article, getting additional information and insight and videos and pictures and things so we'll have follow-up content on it but the election integrity won the day yesterday and the big loser was the uh was the colorado establishment so everybody should take the win and let's keep fighting absolutely ash ep with ash in america she is and she's also with us eip uh, she's one of the founders of that organization as well and she's an amazing person who she's not a conspiracy theorist she's not a right-wing anything uh, she has stood up uh tirelessly just to get to the truth. So, Ash, thanks for joining us. Thank you for that, Joe. And just so everyone knows, I'm not a Republican. I'm a proudly unaffiliated voter, and I was there as a journalist, and I had a wealth. I have an entire notebook almost that's completely filled with notes, as well as a camera full of, of camera roll full of uh, full of information and more coming in. Um, where I, I'm committed to telling the truth, and I don't care who it pisses off. So, hey, there we go. God bless you all. God bless you. All right. So, uh, this podcast is brought to you by. Um, Air Medcare Network, if you travel a lot, you're on the road a lot, if you go hiking, if you do any of that, Air Medcare Network can make sure that they cover any air medical flights. God forbid that ever happens to you. Um, you know, the, the high deductibles that you typically, if they even cover it, the um, transportation, if you ever need to be air medically transported. But here's what I want to tell you about Air Medicare Network. I've been a member for now the last 16 months. They also have a program where you can... Um, if you're in a different state and something happens to you, they will literally air medically transfer you back to your home state so it, it lessens the burden on your family. Um, for as little as um, 
I think it's eighty dollars a year. Is it eighty dollars a year? It's eighty dollars a year. Let's go to the membership part of eighty-five dollars a year. I think it's it's even less. I mean, the standard membership is eighty-five. Yeah, it's eighty-five, a year. and then it's it's like it's cheaper if it's you're even, a senior. Yeah, season. if you're a senior, it's sixty-five dollars a year. But for as little as eighty-five dollars a year, you can cover your entire family. You can cover your entire family. And so what you need to do is go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use offer code daily, and you will get a $50 gift card. You get a $50 gift card for the one-year membership, you get 15, with three-year, you get 30, and with five-year, you get 50. And l- listen, it's fire insurance. It's fire insurance. But if you have a family of four, it costs you ne- nearly a couple dollars a month uh, for each of you to be covered just in case something happens to you and it won't put you in a perilous situation financially. All right. So... This, this is pretty interesting. I mean, as we get into the meat of another <laughs> yet narrative that was built by the propagated media, you know, the, and look, I already know that they hate me. You know, I, I know that the establishment hates me. I, we should just stop calling it radical left and just call it the establishment because the radical left and the, and the right, the GOP, they're the same. The DNC, they're the same. And 95% of the people out there are looking around going, what is going on? The only voice you hear is the one of some radical idiot. It really is disturbing that they get to just slander anybody they want with impunity. And they get to lie about the election. And not only that, but they get to set up Americans. They get to set up Americans to kidnap a governor. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, here, here let me, let, let's look up A1. A1, put it up, Mr. Producer. So you guys know, no convictions for defendants in Michigan, Governor Whitmer, kidnapping trial. Anti-government militia members, uh, of course they're going to call them that, right? Of course they're going to call them that. Anti-government militia members were charged with hatching a plot against the state's Democratic leader, angry over restrictions she ordered in the early days of the pandemic. So, so let, let me ask you a question. Mr. Producer, here we go. Let me read the, some of this to you. A federal jury failed to convict four men accused of plotting to kidnap Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer, who they despise for the restrictions she ordered in the early pandemic. Now, by the way, this article will not talk about the FBI, will it? The nine unindictable co-conspirators? I could put it back up, Mr. Producer, if you would. Sorry. The panel in Grand Rapids considered charges the panel. No, it, it, it wasn't a panel. It wasn't a panel. It was a jury. So let's just call it what it is. They want to they act as if it's just a bunch of people over going, oh, we're not going to convict them. The panel in Grand Rapids considered charges against Daniel Harris, 24, Adam Fox, 38, Barry Croft, 46, and Brandon Caserta, 33, all charged with conspiracy. All but Caserta are also charged with knowingly conspiring to use weapons of mass destruction against persons or property and alleged plot to slow responding police. Croft and Harris were also charged with possession of an unregistered destructive device. Harris was charged with, destru- with possession of a semi-automatic assault rifle that wasn't registered to him. Which, And I'm curious about that because in Michigan, uh, I don't know if it was... It was like owned by someone else, and there was some something deeper to that. In Michigan, you're not required to register long guns, so I'm not sure why that was a charge in the first place. No, but it doesn't matter. It does not matter because this is a federal trial, and so they can intermingle charges to do everything they can to prop up, to prop them up, to basically say, "Hey, listen, here is another narrative." of the far right doing this stuff. Only problem was, it's much like January 6th and our political prisoners, which are being held hostage 
by, by people that aren't American. By the way, put that back up again, Mr. Producer, and notice that the people that wrote it, David K. Lee is a naturalized American, and Mohammed Saeed is a naturalized American. These are not, these are people that just got here, decided, hey, look, I'm going to screw things up and become a, a journalist. And look, I don't care if you, if you assimilate to here. I don't care. But these are people that are trying to subvert the soul of our nation. Go ahead, take it down. Okay, so let's go to A3 if we can, Mr. Producer. Harris was found not guilty of all four charges, but jurors could not reach verdicts and charges against Fox and Croft. The judge declared a mistrial on those counts. A5. Obviously, we're disappointed in the outcome, U.S. Attorney Andrew Burge said outside the courtroom on Friday afternoon. We thought the jury would convict beyond reasonable doubt based on the evidence we put forward. But they forgot about the evidence related to the FBI, by the way. It's not in this. In his brief statement, Burge appeared to say his office will retry the hung counts. We have two defendants that are awaiting trial, and we'll get back to work on that. He said before walking away to reporters and talking, taking additional questions. Caserta's defense lawyer, Mike Hills, celebrated his client's acquittal and blamed overly aggressive FBI informants. I think what the FBI did is unconscionable, Hill told the reporters. And I think the jury just sent them a message loud and clear. Here's the message they sent. Whitmer's chief of staff, Joanne Hulls, decried the normalization of political violence. Today, Michiganers and Americans, especially our children, are living through the normalization of political violence. The plot to kidnap and kill a governor may seem like an anomaly, but we must be honest about what it really is, a result of violent, divisive rhetoric that is all too common across our country. There must be accountability and consequences for those that commit heinous crimes. Without accountability, extremism will be emboldened. Take it down. All right, let me explain something to all of you that are listening. You got this? I want you to understand this. Ready? The FBI informants were unindictable co-conspirators. If you want to go back in time and think about another person, who stood up. Do you remember who that was? I'm assuming you're talking about Ray Epps. Bundy. Oh, oh. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear yeah. what you asked. Ammon Bundy literally was charged by the government for standing up because be they wanted to come in and take somebody's land. Just walk in and take it. Take their cattle, take their land. And they said, not on our watch. See, Americans have to make up the jury. That's why when you go to trial... You're like, I'd rather have my chances with the jury. All I have to do is talk to their sensibilities. These are Americans. That's why Coomer went to the Denver, even though he lives in Salida, I live in Douglas County. Nobody is domiciled in Denver. But the judge in that case said, well, you can hear it in Denver, so you can try it in Denver. That's not the way the law works. But they went to a place where they thought they could be pre prejudiced by the type of people that are in the city and county of Denver. This is the problem with what we're up against, is that the FBI can do whatever they want and create a story that's not a story, that people can acquit them, and the media will not report on the fact that inside the trial, people got to see that the FBI are the ones that planned it, found useful idiots, went through and did everything and said, here, just walk out there with this, and that's all you have to do to create a story that's not a story. But then when they're acquitted, what does the mainstream media do? Mr. Producer, what does the mainstream media do? Oh, so I'll, I'll jump ahead a little bit. Here's a, let's just go to Governor Whitmer's statement. This is from her office. Uh, she says that she issued a, the following statement in response to the outcome of the trial of four men facing a combination of charges, including kidnapping, conspiracy, conspiracy to use weapon of mass destruction and weapons charges. 
Uh, this is where they're talking about the normalization of political violence. Yeah. Um, and without, account, uh, without accountability, extremists will be emboldened. They remain focused on work for all Michi- Michiganders. It includes addressing violence and threats related to our democracy. We appreciate the prosecutors and law enforcement officers for their work on this case. The case that was entirely garbage. It was made up. And you want to talk about political violence here? I'll put myself. Oh yeah, go talking. please put up A6, please. Please. So you want to talk about uh political violence? A6. Um Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me find A6. How about politi- how about this for political violence for those that are on the audio version? This is a picture of Kathy Griffin holding up a severed head of President Donald J Trump. This was on November 4th, 2020. She reposted a picture of her holding a severed head of President Trump. A day after the election, she reposted this. I want you to know, that's not political violence? See, the left is everything that they say that they are fighting against, and the right adopts the narrative. Do you remember the response to this to this picture, right? Yeah. This whole deal? That, yeah. Like, this was, this was protected speech. This was not a big deal. But then at the same time, anyone who was calling... Uh, and disagreeing with some of these these radical left idiots, these establishment freaks, uh, they were the ones guilty of political violence. Donald Trump was the one guilty of political violence. Yeah, and so they, they talk about the the Americans on the streets being held, you know, hostage by by political violence. How about Antifa burning down everything and killing people and murdering people, looting everything, break, you know, destroying businesses? That that would that would qualify to me as people being held hostage by political violence. All right. So the the next thing that you do is that you will go to cut a seven no political violence here i mean he's so blatantly stupid he's a punk he's a dog he's a pig he's a con a bullshit artist a mutt who doesn't know what he's talking about doesn't do his homework doesn't care thinks he's gaming society doesn't pay his taxes he's an idiot colin powell said it best he's a national disaster he's an embarrassment to this country it makes me so angry that this country has gotten to this point that this fool this bozo has wound up where he has he talks how he wants to punch people in the face well i'd like to punch him in the face This is somebody that we want for president? I don't think so. What I care about is the direction of this country. And what I'm very, very worried about is that it might go in the wrong direction. Yeah, but we're not talking for political violence. They burned down buildings, opened up the borders, filled all their coffers with young women and children in the pedophilia ring. We haven't even talked about the women and children that have disappeared, that that have disappeared, organ... uh, uh, organ harvesting is not a real thing. It's not a real thing. Are you serious? It's not a real thing. Are you sure it's not a real thing? It's a real thing in America. It's a real thing in Ukraine. It's a real thing all over the country, all over the world. And they they made up this pandemic and destroyed society, destroyed children, ripped them out of schools, destroyed businesses. They completely destroyed the mental health of a massive amount of Americans. And you know what the real pandemic is that they won't talk about? It's child trafficking. It's what's going over the border. Yeah, I, I, think that, I think that the biggest thing about all of this, I think the biggest thing about all this, the biggest thing that I get out of all of this is that there's no difference between the radical left and the establishment on the right. They no. are wings of the same bird. Because they parrot the same thing, use the same apparatus of media, try to quell the, 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 the concern 
that people in the population have, but they're not just doing critical race theory and gender fluidity and all that in Democrat-controlled environments. No, it's in Douglas County, Colorado. It's in uh, Nebraska. It's in Wyoming. It's in Idaho. It's in Michigan, which is predominantly Republican, just so you know. Matter of fact, most of the entire country, independents, would say that they are constitutionalist. And they want to banter the rhetoric of being a democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. That's what we are. A democracy is mob rule. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's ruled by the people. No, it's not. Because if you steal the vote, which they had to do in order to make things work, if you use electronic devices, you can hide behind areas, and then they want you to depend on the fact that they're honest people. But they're not honest people. They're Satanists. They're communists. And their entire rules for radicals and the way that they act on both sides, see, it's easy to perpetrate into the Republicans. And this is just another case of the FBI doing what the FBI does. Lie, cheat, and steal from the American people and use them as useful idiots and then discard them because they're just slaves. That's what they are. Let's, let's look at this. Well, let's so it's, it's uh, you know, prudent that you mentioned the Constitution. So this will jump back in time a little bit, how they reported on this, October 9th, 2020, when they came out, 13 charged and plot to kidnap Governor, uh, Governor Whitmer. Wait, hold on a second. What is this? Th this is 13 were charged, right? 13 were charged. No, they weren't, though. They weren't, though. Mm -hmm. So now we get into it, and let me just read this to you. This is back in October of 2020, before the election, where they want to basically say that there's extremism. It's not extremism. It's not. But go ahead. Let me read part of this for you if you go to A4 or B2. Um, the 13 people were charged Thursday with an alleged domestic terrorism plot to kidnap Michigan Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer. The alleged scheme included plans to overthrow several state governments, and the suspects believed the violating the U.S. Constitution, because they were, including the government of Michigan and Whitmer, according to the federal criminal complaint. Six people were charged federally with conspiracy to kidnap. Seven other people associated with the militia group, Wolverine Watchmen, were charged by the state. These individuals in custody were suspected to have attempted to identify the home address of law enforcement officers in order to target them, made threats of violence intended to instigate a civil war, and engaged in planning and training for an operation to attack the Capitol building of Michigan and to kidnap government officials, including the governor of Michigan. Okay, so here's the and problem. So here, that's uh, that specific uh, line right there, yeah. talking about uh, attacking the Capitol building. Mm -hmm. This was back in 2020, yeah. just like we had people here you know, yeah. protesting. They had a group go down to... Uh, to Protest. the Capitol in Lansing, yeah. and I knew a lot of people there. It was entirely peaceful. There were armed people there. It's Michigan. It's a big open carry state, and they tried. They used fake media, uh, you know, footage and tried to make it look like they were, they were trying to kill people and they were there to do all this bad stuff. And they were just there peacefully protesting. Uh, it, it was again all a lie, hundred percent. It, it just it's it's it, and let me just kind of go through this a little bit more. It gets even worse. Let's go to B three if we can. Is that B3? Yeah. Um, the arrests are likely to draw additional attention to the political tensions roiling the nation in closing week of the 2020 election season and underline warnings from law enforcement officials, members of Congress, and groups that, are, by the way, not members of Congress, radical leftists, and groups that track extremism about the increasing threat of extremism, extremists and right, far-right groups. Whitmer at times has been focused on extreme vitriol from far-right groups over handling of the coronavirus pandemic. In an interview on Thursday, Whitmer thanked law enforcement for making the arrest. This is unlike anything we've seen before. The brave men and women of these two police organizations put their lives on the line to protect me, or excuse me, to keep me and my family safe. 
And this is, by the way, after she had after shutting down all the businesses and specifically yeah. saying you can't go on boats, you can't go see your family. Well, then well, she, she got caught on, on, on yeah. camera multiple times during that same week doing exactly that. I'm incredibly grateful and humbled by the work they do. In television remarks, Cindy Widmer said she knew the job would be hard, but to be honest, I never could have imagined anything like this. She specifically blamed President Trump, who has repeatedly declined to condemn far-right groups. Okay, take it down. J just so you know, I'm not a far-right extremist. There's nothing extreme about me. Matter of fact, I've got two beautiful children who I have raised literally on the moral and ethical standards that they should have as God-fearing people. They, they are exceptional in who they are. Exceptional. Now, people say that their kids are exceptional. I would tell you my kids are exceptional. They're law-abiding. They don't do drugs. They respect the rule of law. They are amazing, productive, young, a young man and a young woman. And so there's never been anything extreme about me. My dad is black. My mom is white. My whole family is interracial. I grew up poor. People are like, oh, poor. Tell me about poor. Poor was poor. Poor when the church had to bring you presents at Christmas. When TV dinners was, was, a, was a treat. Where Chef Boyardee out of a cold can is something you got used to that normalized for you. My brother was murdered by a police officer in 2017. That actually happened. And they actually did cover up everything. I sold drugs at 16. I left home very young. I mean, these are, these are all things. I shouldn't even be here. But opportunity is given to those that work really hard and overcome obstacles, not become victims in their environment. Not all, not all my brothers and sisters made it out. Matter of fact, I would venture to say that obstacles were placed in front of them over and over and over again. And growing up in an environment that was heavily racist, whites hated you because your dad's black, black hated you because your mom's white, you have inner tensions of the, of the family, family members stop talking to you because of the dynamics. I mean, it's crazy what I went through growing up. But I was never extreme about anything. I loved everybody. I spent time in the Middle East and Africa, Shwa I learned Arabic. I flew back and forth and learned it. Prior to, to going over there in 2007, I thought Muslims were terrorists. True story. My paradigm crashed dramatically when I spent time in the Middle East and Africa, and I started to realize that people are individually people, and that I don't pick sides, typically, on people's ideology. I come up with my own conclusion based upon the information that's in front of me. And then I went off and did business after six years of spending in the Middle East and Africa, doing some amazing things over there, by the way, to come back here and to concentrate on helping those most affected in our communities, working with refugees to make sure they get jobs. The most active board member on multiple boards where I helped people, working with inner city youth, working with incarcerated youth, playing football on the weekends, getting involved in Christian organizations. I was the investment and character chair for the Boy Scouts. I mean, I can go down the line. I have a resume that is so deep of me helping other people. That's not right-wing extremism. Never a part of any militia. I was a business guy that was a reverse tither that believed that my faith in God and what it is called to follow Jesus is not optional. Now, you have Satanists out there that literally either do not believe in God or follow the church of Satan, Coomer, that are walking around telling you that they are the moral authority. A moral authority of what? 
And what is your barometer of moral and ethics if you're following Satan? We want you to be a good person. But they're not. So what we're seeing here is you're seeing them create and stigmatize people for standing up and having courage. And this is just another example of people in the community saying, this is absolutely crazy. And those people went to trial because they should go to trial. You should take it as painfully as it is financially. You should literally go broke first. That's my motto. I'll go broke. Why not? Right, Mr. Producer? Why not? Yeah, I mean, what's the alternative? They're going to steal everything anyways. And you wake up one day and you don't have anything and you're wondering what happened. Oh my gosh, what, what is going on here? Well, I'll tell you what. You know why people don't go to trial? It's because of exactly what they did in this case. And it's exactly what they did uh, at January 6th. It's the exact same, because they uh, lie, it's the same playbook. They, they want you to be terrified. And they wanted anyone who's associated with these ideas. Um, and, you know, they had... So this was Ty Garbin, the guy who ended up pleading guilty. Uh, and then got a plea deal, so he had rat on everybody. Uh, but this is how they characterize it. Militiaman, right? But it's not. Constitute, they support the Constitution. Let me see his picture. It should be a really good picture. Pilar Melendez, by the way, also another person picture. that I'm familiar with, who, again, is a first-year, first-time... American has no has literally has never lost a loved one fighting to defend this country is here to, to to basically destroy everything we are as a nation. See what's is it starting to become familiar to you? Is it starting to become familiar that we're not talking about people that are Americans? We're talking about people who literally came here, hate America, became an American so they could subvert America's values. That's truth. As inconvenient as it may be to you, that is absolute truth. And this is Ty Garbin. There's Ty Garbin, a young kid, impressionable, with nine FBI agents that literally took this young man and basically just beat it into his head. Let's go get him. We got this. Look at us. We got, we got numbers. It's disgusting. It's what's disgusting what they're doing in order to create propaganda. But it's not unlike what they've done across the nation in killing over a million people. Because that's what they did in the propaganda of the pandemic. They kept drugs that save people's lives away from them, regardless of the fact they can't kill you. Call it horse paste. Use the mainstream media to do that. All at the same time while killing grandma and then talking about the fact that if you don't wear a mask, you're killing grandma. No, you manufactured a bioweapon in Wuhan labs in China. You continue to do bio labs and work in Ukraine. You get caught. And now all of a sudden, we're supposed to trust you because one day you woke up and you have a, you, you said, you know what? I think, I think I have a conscience. No, you don't have a conscience. You don't have a conscience. <sighs> so we get into uh, B7. New court filing shows FBI had at least 12 informants in Whitmer kidnapping plot. 12. A shocking new revelation has come this about was in the July, case. July 27th. July of 2021. 20, July 22nd of 2021, yes. Yeah. A shocking new revelation has come about in the case of five defendants arrested connection with the alleged plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. According to BuzzFeed, the federal government, in the form of an FBI, used at least a dozen confidential informants to infiltrate a group involved in the scheme. No, they didn't. They actually did the scheme. 
In the filing from the attorney, one of the five defendants in the case, prosecutors are being asked to release information about those other 12 informants, including their relationship with the FBI, as well as what role they have played in developing the case. The filing was among some 15 new defense motions filed by defense attorneys. Other requests are for a change of venue, motions to suppress evidence gathered in a search warrant, and a request to try at least one of the defendants separately. I mean, th this is unbelievable. And so then this, this writer actually got it right, because this is really what's happening. The Whitmer case reveals the FBI's new counterterrorism target is you. And this yeah. is in line with everything that the Biden Department of Justice uh, has released regarding domestic extremism. We've brought up that a lot before, and we've, sh we've showed you those, uh, you know, those memos where they specifically say that anyone who questions the election or anyone who questions the coronavirus narrative or has vaccine hesitancy is a domestic extremist. Um, but so from this article, this week, revelations about the FBI's, FBI's case against a handful of the people charged with the plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer. Of 14, five or more were working as informants for the FBI. That number eventually grew to almost a dozen. Uh, as Revolver noted, the five who seemed to be the FBI informants were also the people who seemed to have the kidnapping ideas and access to all the equipment needed for a paramilitary assault of Whitmer's vacation home. Interesting. Yeah. How three of the five that were in the initial meeting were FBI people. They were FBI. <laughs> they weren't informants. They were actually FBI. Oh, and then, you know, you know what kind of FBI? So let's go to September of 2021. Uh-oh. FBI agent in Michigan, Governor Whitmer, kidnapping bust, fired amid allegations he beat wife after a swingers party. This is a real deal. These are real people, by the way. These are real people. Lead FBI agent credited in thwarting the plot to kidnap uh, Michigan's Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer is no longer works for the Bureau. And a news report claimed he was fired after allegedly beating his wife following the couple's attendance at a swingers party. Special Agent Richard Trask, 39, of Kalamazoo, Michigan, was fired from the Federal Bureau of Investigation last week. A spokesperson only confirmed that he no longer works on FBI matters, but declined to provide details pending further review. Citing an unnamed source familiar with the matter, the Detroit News reports that Trask was fired over allegations he smashed his wife's head against a nightstand and choked her after disputes stemming from their attendance at a swingers party in July. Trask is awaiting trial and assault with intent to do great Bodily harm, less than murder in connection to the incident. He faces 10 years in prison if convicted. Dude, what does this look like? And guys, I know we're over. I know we're over. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with being over. How much more truth do we have to bring you? How much more truth do we have to bring you uh, over the idea that nothing is as it seems? And the mainstream media is not your friend. And the Democratic National, or the, the Democrats and the Republicans at the high leadership, they, they like to swim in the same pool. They like to rub each other's backs. They like to use the same apparatus in order to attack the individual. They both use rules for radicals as a tool in order to silence any critics. And then, by the way, they call for unity. Everyone must unite, unless it's not you're uniting under their idea of what, we, what pathway we need to take. See, there is no compromise in the Republican Party. It is only the haves and the have-nots. And people like Vicki Tonkins down in El Paso County and many others that I've talked to across the nation, they all say the same thing. That anytime you stand up and you talk and you say, look, this isn't right, you question their authority, they attack you and try to get you thrown out of office. They make your term, which by the way is a volunteer, except for at the state level, as miserable as they possibly can in hopes that they can destroy you. And most often... It's usually those that are minorities in those positions. Vicki Tonkins is a proud black woman, and she is amazing. 
Her husband Rex has gone under just amazing amount of ridicule. And why? Just because she's married to Vicky. But they attack her and then they say it's not racism. See, we have this person over here who's Chinese. See, we're not racist. No. I'm going to tell you something as I wrap this up. You have an obligation. First of all, smash the rumble button, will you? I don't know why I have to remind you guys to do that. Smash the rumble button if you want to spread truth. And if you're on the other channels, as soon as this is over, you got to wait about 30 minutes, and I want you to come back to Rumble or come back to the website, grab the story, put it on your thing, and say, watch this. Yeah, we've got 81 Rumbles, and there's over 600 people live right now, so let's get us to 200 Rumbles, guys. We need to get to 200. But And look, I'm not doing it for me. Here's how the algorithm works, okay? Here's how the algorithm works. You smash it, we smash it, everyone smashes it, we put it out there, we get truth, more people watch it. And by the way, we're, we're in the, I don't know, top 50 or whatever podcast now in the nation. It's great. We're also on, on people's podcast list across the, across the globe. Uh, we're pretty high up there in Canada, China, Australia, England. We, we're on all sorts of different lists. And we're in the top for good speak, their top 10 podcasts in the nation for uh political podcast. We're also in the top 0.5% globally for podcasts. It's not made up. It's 0.5% of the total podcasts across the nation, or excuse me, across the globe. We were in that top half of a percent across the nation and growing and growing. Okay. So the, the reason why I go through all this stuff and we, and we go through the things that we go through in, in uncovering stuff like this is because you need to understand. You need to understand it is us versus them. It's why I want people to become members of Conservative Daily. It's not because I want to become popular. I'm not a podcaster. I'm a tech CEO. That's what I am. So I just want to remind you that you can go to Conservative Daily, and for as little as $10, you can become a member. I do also want to, to remind you that when you donate to this, to Conservative Daily, it does go towards election integrity. I am working with lots of different groups in order to get to the bottom of election fraud. So it's not like your dollars just go in my pocket because I'm unpaid. But it helps us build a team and build out the studio and do the things that are necessary for us to get the truth out there. I'm not saying I'll always be an unpaid podcaster. It feels weird saying that I'm a podcaster, but I'm a podcaster. <laughs> but, if, but if you become a member. So there are two things that you can become a member of for 10 bucks. One, you become a member of FEC United, which, by the way, we have that new app that is now finished, finished. Ta-da! If you go to commissioned.global, online, you can, you can get in and then you can follow FEC United. If you have an iPhone or an Android phone, you can go to the Google Play Store or you can go to Apple Play Store or Apple, whatever it is, apps, and you can download the commissioned app. Mr. Producer, if you can find that at some point, please do. You can also go to FECUnited.com and become a member. We also have a, a Chamber of Commerce thing we're building out so that you'll have the ability to have a card and a sticker which dictates that you're part of FEC United across the nation on a, on a chapter and charter level, charter being the state and a chapter being the, your community. And you can get together and only support those businesses that are patriots. And I don't mean patriots, I mean, I'm a patriot. Because patriots are always patriots so they have to do patriot stuff. Right? But it's a way to stay together where you can go to events and your community. It's a way to stand together where we can develop out the Law and Policy Center. We're going to do a whole section on this at some point, right? And so I just want you to go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. I, I, I want you guys to understand 
that I'm not in this for, I mean, I could, I think I could have taken the governor's race. I do. Matter, matter of fact, I, I don't think that anyone would probably dispute that because the fear, the fear when they heard my name get called as a nomination from the floor, <laughs> it was palatable. You know, and honestly, I think, number one, I think you would have swept it 100%. Uh, I think that there are some well-intentioned people who did want you to run and for good reason. Yeah. But I think that they probably, for for a few reasons, did too. Number one, you've you said it in your speech, right? I am better privately. I get to do different stuff, right? Right. I mean, if you think like chess, you're you're a knight. Like you can move in weird ways and do things that people in those offices cannot. And it, you'll eventually reach everyone on the board. They throw you in, in a position like that, you become more like a bishop. So you can move, you know, you can move a lot in one move, uh, in one direction, but half the board is now off limits to you and yeah. then the other problem is you know people like you you get put into a political environment like that so now you become the king of your own little board but who do you get surrounded with then you're embroiled with who with the these same, same people same, who same thing that president trump exactly. dealt with right you, you want to talk about judas's that's the judas that's problem the right there that's the judas's and, and that's the the thing is that i'm an uncontrollable piece on the on the board yeah. i'm uncontrollable and i love playing chess by the way i love it so those are the two ways you can get involved Two ways. Now, the last thing you should know is that I was fined $32,500 by um, the Antifa judge in the case with Eric Coomer for not bringing the Antifa guy forward. And here's what they wanted to do. They said, Joe, you need to, out of all the defendants, Joe has to show up in Denver, in the city and county of Denver, at the courthouse, and he has to testify, or excuse me, do his deposition here at the courthouse. You have to, you have to do it at the courthouse. And I was like, I'm not doing it at the courthouse. First of all, I, I can't be safe walking there and walking back because I can't have PSD, personal security detail, and I cannot carry a weapon. And people have, I have active threats. I have, I, I have the FBI that was at my house. They sent stuff to my house. People walked my property. Mr. Producer, did they not walk my property with guns? Yep. That, that actually That happened. was within two weeks of this all happening? Immediately. I, I have cameras inside my house and outside my house. I can't even walk around naked in my own home. Well, I can. <laughs> But people are monitoring the videos. I can't do that. <laughs> right? I can't do that. Why? And so they decided that I was, that basically they're going to punish me, lawfare. And I have spent a half million dollars, I've over a half million dollars. And so you can actually, if you want to, um, help me in this case. Uh, we do have the Give, Send, Go. Um, I did talk to Heather over Give, Send, Go because I probably got 150 emails that said, Joe, I can't help you. GiveSendGo.com, defend Joe Oltman. Every dollar that goes into that actually will go towards the defense, right? And any dollars that are left over, I do want to get to a half million dollars. I do. It's GiveSendGo.com slash defend Joe Oltman. And frankly, I, you know, I'm not good at asking. And I put it out there, and I've been getting phone calls like, what do you need? I had a, I had a, a gentleman that literally sent me a check in the mail for five grand and said, here. And I just want to th say thank you. It's, it's not like I'm out drinking my ties. I'm not. I'm fighting hard. And we're, tonight we're going to talk about that as well in the Eric Coomer deal. So listen, that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I want to tell you right now that God is at the wheel. And you would say, Joe, it just feels like we're losing. We're not losing. We're winning. Young people are waking up. They're, they're so afraid of the grassroots movement because it is becoming the norm. I mean, if you would have been at the, the assembly on Saturday, it erupted when I said 
that I was running for governor. And when I said I declined it, they were pissed. <laughs> right? Here's what happened, though. I had people walk up to me and said, thanks, brother. I saw more minorities in that crowd of delegates. And I was just pumped about that. And as I talked to them, they were like, listen, brother, I'm here because of you. I'm here because you pushed me. And you said, get off the unaffiliated deal and get in here and let's take this back over. So there is a powerful movement happening across the nation. And it's all driven by God. And if you want to talk about some of the first books to ever be banned in public schools, let's start about the number one book that got banned in public schools across the nation. It's called the Holy Bible. We have to pay attention to the fact that we have stripped God from our community and we need to place him back in our community. And we need to pray. And we need to read the scripture and we need to literally live our lives by it. Not a part of it, but all of it. And run away from churches, by the way, that do not have courage and do not speak about the mores of society inside of their church. You have an obligation to speak up. People like Garrett Gropner down at Fervent Church. What Brave has done. What The Rock has done. What many of these churches out there are doing to speak out against things like abortion. Sex trafficking. The adverse effects of the poorest among us that have no face. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we need to be as people. And we have an obligation to do it, to stand together, and to ignore these little things that they put, these little tags that they put on us. Ignore it. They're trash. Kyle Clark is trash. The radical left is trash. The media, the news line is trash. KBB trash, GOP trash. They're just trash. So they either, come to the, they either clean the trash off themselves and come to the dance, or we will relegate them to nothing but irrelevant. And we will build our society on the people that are relevant. And this is not just a pep talk. If I wanted pep talk, if I wanted ad clicks, if I wanted to generate a bunch of money, I would have run for governor. It's not about me. This is not about me. This is about you. So election integrity is what we're running towards. We're running towards it. And I'm not going to apologize for it. And I'm not a right-wing conspiracy theorist. And we don't hear a conservative daily do anything other than speak truth. It's not hyperbole. It's not inflection. It's not propaganda, right? It's not. It's truth. And I'm sorry it's inconvenient sometimes. All right, so that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. God bless you guys, man. You, just, you, you guys are amazing. And I'm not going to speak about, by the way, the thing that Max did, right? The, Max's perception. I just want to put this out there. Max is no longer with Conservative Daily Podcast. He's no longer with us. If you want to listen to him, go listen to him. But the, his, his idea of trying to um, create his narrative. It's his narrative. Here's his perspective. I, w I won't give it to you. You have your perspective, Max. Sometimes you have to split the sheets and you have to make a, you have to make a change. And so that's what I did. And those that, that want to say that, you know, I, di I didn't want to give him a chance to come on this podcast. I want you to know something. I did give him a chance to come on the podcast, just not on his terms. He doesn't get to dictate on a Thursday that I need to get it done this week because my last day is on Friday. I'm not going to let that happen. And so this is the last time I'm going to speak about it. You're welcome to do what you're going to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to concentrate on how do I protect you and how to protect my communities. If you like us, follow us on Rumble. If you want to see us live, you go to conservative-daily.com. You can go to uh, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Frank Speech. By the way, we've got a, a big thing that's happening right now. We're going to make that announcement next week about going live in a time slot. And we have a radio network that's going to pick us up. It's a pretty, pretty big deal. And I have to... I have to kind of 
be careful what I say a little bit. No cursing. So you notice I'm not cursing anymore, which is really good. Um, so we'll use the wee woo number one bullshit guy. We'll use that um, instead. If you want to listen to the audio version, and I do encourage you to do this as well, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Um, give us a five-star review. Go over there, give us a five-star review, and then share it with someone that needs to hear it. And spread it on all of your social media platforms. And then be an arbiter of and an ambassador of truth. If you need a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. And again, you can also sign up below for our newsletter and become a member. Become a member. Become a member. It's as little as $10 a month. So here's what I'm going to tell you. At the end of the day, you have, to fi- you have to figure out who you align with. And I'm going to align with that which spreads and talks about and focuses on truth. It's always going to be truth. Not my truth, not your truth. Hey, do your own truth. But ultimately what truth is, and truth is this. Jesus died so you can have eternal life. Those that deny Jesus, hopefully will get a chance to accept him in this life or the next. And the things that you do in this life matter. We are here in a blink of an eye. Blink of an eye, we're here. I mean, it sounds like when you're young, you're, you're waiting for things to happen. But I'm going to tell you that life goes by very, very fast. And you can't take anything with you other than your character, your reputation. Oh, look what they did to Jesus. They beat him walking up a hill two miles, flogged him. And then somebody else carried the cross the rest of the way so he could be hung by a cross and then stabbed in the side. That happened to Jesus. So what is it to stand up for truth? So I could take a couple of beatings from people here. I was never making it out of this life alive anyway. Character is what God judges you by. So be the thing that God wants you to be. Be the person that he wants you to be. God bless you and God bless this country, the United States of America.